Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode on the Lunar Nation podcast. This is your host, Franz, and I'm joined today by my fellow co-host, Sagoon Harshanero. Today, we'll be discussing an interesting topic in regards to our lives and if we really are living in the matrix. What is the matrix? Are we living in an artificial simulation, a virtual reality controlled by a computer, and living a never-ending simulated life that is similar to the movies such as The Matrix or Ready Player One. While people think that humans living in a virtual reality is far-fetched, other experts and prominent figures such as Elon Musk describe that the mass population lives in a simulation in regards to their minds, attributes, and decisions being controlled by our jobs, institutions, and the government. So the question is, are we truly living free and our life to the fullest? Are we just following the masses? All right. Well, welcome, guys. I wanted to uh, start off by saying thank you for joining this episode. And we're going to get everyone's perspective, starting with Harsh, to see um, their perspectives on the matrix or the simulation of a virtual reality or everyone living in a simulation in this world. All right. Um, let's get into it. Well, the first time you hear the word matrix it automatically comes to your head, the movie, or, you know, some people who had some math in college, a mathematical matrix. Well, Franz, you already gave a pretty good idea of the movie and whoever has seen the movie, you know, how a matrix functions and, you know, what's the idea behind it. Well, let me put a little definition of a mathematical matrix. It's, it's a linear map and maps are definitive, predictive, built as per need. And, you know, for the people who have seen the movie, it's again, um, people living in a simulation trying to just work for a higher power and basically going in loops and circles going to the nine to five so yeah you do you do bring a good point harsh uh the nine to five in my opinion is just is just a repetitive cycle itself so you start your work and then you continue you finish your work and then you end it and then next day you do the same thing over and over again so it's like this groundhog day effect you know it just doesn't stop no matter what you do you're just in that in that cycle and it's it's inside that bubble and what harsh was saying with the matrix right it's there's there's no way that you know people can uh, people can actually get out of it unless they 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 have their you know certain ways that we're going to discuss in the podcast so different methods okay so here's the situation right now so society as a whole is used to something that is more technically designed for uh, it's not it's not normal for humans to do right so we're in an office we're in a cubicle we're in, uh we're sitting down for maybe like 10 to 8 to 10 hours a day um we're, we're not really prone to more social activity such as like physical activity being outside walking around doing our climbing you know, just doing strength training. And what is abnormal has become normal, and what is normal is technically the, the norm, and that's the matrix. And pretty much everybody is like, you know, they, they carry that mentality where if this is normal, then I, had, I need to mold my, I need to be molded to this norm. Otherwise, I'm not with everybody. That yeah, technically, people, in my definition, is like a cheap mentality where you're yeah, people, the same as everybody else. Did somebody say something? 
my bad, my mic was muted. Um, I was, I was just saying, you know, people don't follow their basic instincts that they really want to do rather than follow what other people want them to do. I, that's, that's a pretty agreeable point, Nero. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then I want to, I want to get more in depth. I want to talk about the construct of money. So in today's society, like if you ask uh, a random individual, like, Hey, what's your goal in life? They're like, I want to be rich. But why do they want to be rich? Because they want to be free. They want to be free from a system that controls their daily life, that makes them, like, you know, worry about something that they technically shouldn't really worry about. But, you know, at the end of the day, you have to worry about it because you have to make money to survive on money. And I want to go in depth on the construct of money, which basically is how money controls pretty much everything. Money is a central, like, its central role is power. And what I want to do is compare it to the old times. And compare that to the new times. So back in like, you know, ancient Greece, what happened was like money, what it was designed was it was designed of like there were coins and they were made off of uh, rare materials. What the, at that time, the, the kingdom would do would make it in certain uh, uh, ounces of pounds. So they don't, so it wasn't necessarily like, oh, it's 20, 30 cents. It's more like, okay, you have silver. For this purchase, I want three pounds. So what they would do is, since those uh, coins are in certain ounces, they'll give like bags to equal equal it to the weight. So that's how the, it was considered as a monetary value. It was a weight. Whereas you compare it to the new time, the new time, the money is a fiat currency, basically meaning it's um, it's backed by the government. So as long as the government is in power and there's no chaos. The money holds this value, and also I want to get more in depth, not just be, not just money, but just more in depth in society as a whole. So if you compare it to the old times, you see people were like you know there were philosophers, there were artists, musicians, science, craftsmanship. I mean, look at Plato, Aristotle. They, that's when they came out because I mean, mostly if you look at the paintings and the sculptures, it's most like detailed individual humans being outside doing the activity socializing with other fellow compatriots about things such as philosophy or the universe as a whole. But now, if you look at it, people are mostly inside, uh, looking at a screen, obviously, technologically, looking at its screen, seeing vivid colors, but they're sitting down at home. They're not really outside. They're not really breathing that pressure. So it's kind of like you're connected to the computer, and the computer is the system. Or technology, and then therefore you're in the matrix because you're just doing what is normal, and what is normal is abnormal. Because back in the day, what was normal is normal. Now it's abnormal. Yeah. So what uh, Arrow is saying is, you know how like people are staying at home. There's certain things that they're doing, you know, like when they're staying at home, especially you know social media. Social media is, in my opinion, is the uh, the manipulative factor because, you know, the younger generation especially are going through these apps, you know, Instagram, you know, TikTok, um, and they're in Twitter as well. And they're looking at all these, you know, different forms of media and uh, the media are telling them, you know, you should do this or you should do that. So they're being their minds are being really played with, you know, and it's just it's just being a norm, like a societal norm these days that if you're not in social media, then something is wrong with you. Right. So it's just, it's that sheep mentality. Uh, as we were saying is that if one person's doing it, the other person's going to do it and they're just going to let it, 
basically uh, dominate the life itself. And also people with a lot of influence itself, you know, they're the ones in control because if they say something that has like an, imp like uh, they, they have like a topic or something, the people, the, I guess people like us could, you know, believe it, you know, because they just have that kind of authority. They're the ones, they're basically like the puppet masters. And we're basically like the puppets. We're being controlled by whatever they want to do. And whoever has the power itself, they want to maintain their power. They want to grow. They want to keep their status. So that, that's kind of what I think. Um, and that's what I think it's the, it's, it's the problem and the issue of manipulation with social media. I, I totally agree. I mean, social media and, and you know, all, all these tasks that are basic needs and necessities that we got to do basically have put us in a any box, you know, um, I, I totally agree, Sagoon, and, you know, all this, all this just makes me wonder, I've been, I've been through internet, I've been around, you know, I've been looking at these uh, conspiracy theories about some higher power existing, the new world order, Illuminati, now, all this just makes me wonder, does, does those, do those power really exist, or are there these kind of societies who really want to control everything? Right, yeah, let me, let me take over from there, so, <clears throat> We, we've heard this talk throughout the decades that there's some sort of, you know, Illuminati or like a, a higher secret society out there that that's controlling the masses. And we don't know if that's entirely true. However, what we do know is that there was a society based, I think they started in the 1700s, uh, early 1700s. They were called the Freemasons. Okay. We do know about them. And basically, uh, Benjamin Franklin was actually a very prominent figure in that society. But anyways, going further to the point, their main goal was to become more enlightened, to be better people and better men, become more productive. Now, what people are saying is these groups of people were very prominent figures, you know, where they had money, a lot of money, a lot of power. And what they would do is they would try to control masses, especially over time. And they're trying to create that new world order, new world order, what people are, you know, saying right now, especially trying to base it with the Illuminati and whatnot. And I think people sometimes are looking at it this way as in regards to a lot of people just following these social norms, as Sagoon mentioned, you know, uh, social media, you know, there, the, there's all these, there's tiny amount of influencers that are on these social apps that are being controlled by the powerful. And these influencers are influencing the masses of people and, they're basically trying to follow them as their idols. So, I mean, yeah, you were saying you want to add something? To oh, no, no. I, I just want to say my personal experience as well. Just uh -huh, it's sure. really short. Um, So, like, I, I took a break from social media for a year. I mean, not I, didn't, I wasn't really, like, too active. And at that time, I just had, like, free time, like, free kind of experience, right? I wasn't taking and consuming all these materials. So I kind of, my mind kind of felt clear. And it felt like, you know, I could, you know, explore different ideas and, you know, kind of think for myself, right? Ever since that I got to social media, you know, back, all these, like, uh, you know, stuff are being feed, like, fed to me again. And my mind is, you know, kind of trying to go in the old roots. I'm, I'm not letting it, but it just... It's that kind of effect, you know, that it gives you when you're just being constantly fed this information by a higher authority. Sure, sure. And I understand. And uh, kind of going back to what Arrow's point was, how there was comparing how he's comparing the, the old times versus the new times where like life, people back then life was somewhat more simpler. There was more balance to life. People did a certain trade or task and that was their jobs and they provided a living for them. But they were more free to roam around, experience nature, experience life, have 
have a conversation with each other. They, they, people were able to talk and, and spark up a conversation and never get bored. I mean, right now, it's hard to, to talk to someone without – sometimes it's easier to talk to a wall than to talk to someone because it feels like people have uh, have, been, have been cut off from society. And, you know, it, it just is crazy how how things have gone and things have changed. But I mean, there, there's, there's a whole lot of conspiracies, you know, going back to Harsh's point, how he was saying that, is there like Illuminati out there controlling it? I mean, there could, there could not be, but we do know that there, there are a lot of, you know, companies out there and a lot of powerful people behind these companies that are, you know, controlling individual sectors and industries that are, have a lot of influences, influences, whether it's in the music industry, whether it's in the entertainment industry, um, you know, whether it's in the food industry, military industry, I mean, there, there, there's, there's, there's a lot of influence be done around because at the end of the day, people are trying to secure that money. But as Arrow mentioned, that money leads to power and power at the end of the day is a lot, what a lot of people are craving for. Yeah. So, I mean, Adam Disagoon's point, I've been off of social media myself for about four months now, you know, it, it does feel great. I'll be honest, you know, you have more time to think about ideas and actually, uh, what I've been thinking in the past and that, you know, work on those ideas where now, um, as Franz mentioned about the companies, I think there's there's like a group of uh, whole conglomerate of companies that, you know, control most of the shelf items and the processed foods. I think it's um, Nestle, Tyson Food, Pepsi, Coca-Cola. I'm sure all of you guys have heard about those. And, you know, the these these bigger oh, yeah. uh, companies have a have have about four to five hundred different you know subsidiaries, smaller ventures that come under this whole you know umbrella and control the ninety percent of of all the shelf items. I, I think that's that's something to look at too. And all almost all the items are being you know have have a major ingredient being salt or sugar. I think they they really control the food by salt and sugar, and people get hooked to those items. Right, things such as like high fructose corn syrup and whatnot, and they control, I think, I think it's like, uh, like 90% of the, of the market, market share, you know, throughout the, throughout the stores, throughout the United States, not just the United States, throughout the globe. And, you know, these are getting people more addicted to these foods. They have more influence and, you know, it just leads to a whole, you know, other issues and whatnot. Yeah. I'm sure there's, there's one or the other, other listener who, you know, or, you know, someone out there who can have, cannot have a meal without a, a diet Coke or a Coke, you know, <laughs> They oh, say it's sure. Diet Coke, but there's still, you know, I don't know what not in that in that Diet Coke that gets you hooked on it. 100%. All right. So one thing I want to add is um, the food industry, if you look at it into the spe- uh, specifics uh, uh, with the modernization of like, you know, GMO and so-and-so, that has pretty much uh, started in the 50s and 60s where scientists were like evolving and trying to create. Uh, food that is more addictive to the human mind and also it creates that you know uh, passion to like eat more and more importantly it's like if you look at the food today it's not natural it's more artificial and you know what's actually i want to give you guys a really good example like for like for example like the apple and uh if you compare apple from like the 20s to apple now the nutritional value that apple holds from the 20s is like 80 percent Whereas now it's like twenty percent. It does so that's why we're taking like all these um multiple uh I'm sorry multi uh, vitamins. Now, have you ever heard? This is a, I want to connect it to a really interesting point. Have you heard when they say take your vitamins so it could 
supplement your um, deficiency. Yeah. So that's why they created the word supplement because it's supplementing uh, the missing components. And that's because, you know, the soil is depleted uh, because of these various different types GMO. of chemicals. GMO. That, yeah, yeah, GMO. And that creates instability. And overall, it just creates instability in the human mind. And I just wanted to connect that to the uh, food. But more importantly, what I want to go into is the. I know everyone's seen the movie Resident Evil. Now, if you look at Resident Evil with the T virus spreading, more importantly, like, you know, how they spread the zombified uh, virus, that started all from a corporation called Umbrella Corporation. Now, when you look at the Umbrella Corporation, Umbrella Corporation had influence in various different sectors, such as the health, technology, robotics, uh, education system, even in city governments, even in state governments, even on national governments, and the worldwide scale. And what you see here in Resident Evil, if you specifically watch the last one, what happens is, so the super wealthy, or you could say the powerful, the ones who were behind the scenes, were all hidden in the bunker, waiting out the storm of like, you know, all these zombies taking over and like, I guess eating the human race and then wiping out probably like 95, 95% of the world population. And then they will come once that is done, they will release the antivirus, which will kill all of these zombified living materials that's living on the planet, and then they will come back up to a new new Earth. So you know, it's kind of like you as a a regular person, you won't notice that, but you have to realize like sometimes uh, you're in the system and you're not knowing what's happening, whereas people in the background know exactly what's out. And they're the ones who are more enjoying their lives because they're outside the system. They're not prone to, they're not tied to uh, certain rules and structures that have been in place. Like, for example, like the job and they know what's happening. Right, right. And I actually like how you brought that, that example of the movie. I know we brought up, you know, the movie, The Matrix as an example, but I like how you brought up the movie um, Resident Evil because obviously there is a major corporation, which was Umbrella Corporation and you know, they turned into this T virus and whatever whole, you know, scenario and whatnot. But I think what we want to point out is the theme of it. The theme is that there was a major corporation umbrella. They were controlled by these individuals that were powerful and the zombies represent the human race that were basically controlled. The T virus, which was released was, you know, controlling by the umbrella corporation. Anyways, I just wanted to make that point, you know, just, just the theme of it. But what I wanted to, um, since we mentioned the examples, especially with Harsh, how he brought the food industry, I wanted to give a different perspective that I was that that I've been thinking and that I've been noticing. So, what I think right now is happening, I believe that people are beginning to notice a crack in the world economy and the culture crumbling to the ground. Um, we're seeing a rejection of this tired system with the younger generation, you know, dropping out of the workforce, making their own demands, and etc. And I know we we believe we cover covered a part of this in a previous episode with a lot of the younger generation quitting the jobs and trying to find more of a work-life balance. However, if you guys are noticing, we're currently at a crossroads right now, okay? And what I mean by that is the old ways seem to not be working or becoming more outdated, but it seems that those that want to control reality are pursuing towards another path. And I wanted to give an example of like the crypto and NFT markets. And more importantly, I know you guys know a person named Mark Zuckerberg and the company Facebook. And they created um, 
what Facebook is now named after Meta, and they're creating a thing called the Metaverse, which is basically a creation of like a virtual reality, you know, virtual land and whatnot. So it's just interesting to to see that we're talking about the Matrix and how, you know, 20 years ago when the movie came out, it was so far-fetched. But now we're seeing that a lot of these companies are going towards that virtual reality world where people are actually spending money, like actual money that they're earning in real life to buy virtual land, virtual assets and whatnot. And they're even, I think, uh, what is it? I don't know if it's Google or Facebook that owns it, but like Oculus, those virtual yeah, reality Facebook, glasses, Facebook, Facebook owns it. There you go. So they're owning these virtual reality glasses where people can enter this virtual reality and meet with people, you know, halfway across the world. I mean, let alone when, when we were able, when the phone came out and we were able to talk to people across the world and then uh, it slowly developed into a smartphone and then we got the accessibility to FaceTime and we were able to see people across the world, you know, with, you know, things such as FaceTime or the Skype. Remember when Skype was big, like 15, 20 years ago, but you can see how time has progressed forward and we can see a lot of these newer companies have come over and try to pivot to the younger generation because like I said, the older generation is fading out, the outdated ways is going. So the new generation, which are the new companies, they're trying to, you know, figure out what these younger kids want and how they can, you know, control them at the end of the day to make more money, more money leads to more power. And another example I wanted to mention before I give it up to, to the next person real quick is also Jeff Bezos with Amazon. We all know Amazon is one of the biggest companies in the world. I think it's literally, I think maybe top five with over a trillion dollar market cap. And even Jeff Bezos with his product of Alexa, which is very cheap for people to to purchase, you know, it's, as a product like that, they're able to collect the consumer's data, whether it's what they're saying, what they're hearing, things that they like, and they're able to make decisions and suggestions for the consumer before they can even think about it. And that's crazy. And while people might think of Alexa as like a, a product for them to have in their house just to make their life easier, at the end of the day, it seems like it's really in control of them if you look at it from a different perspective. So I just wanted to make that point. That's my perspective of it. I mean, someone else could think of it totally different way. Hey, but uh, I France, to bring that so, up. So basically, I, I like how you mentioned about, you know, the metaverse and the land. I just think that right now, just to get that, you know, virtual land, it means a power, right? Like there, there's an example of, you know, people wanting to get land next to Snoop Dogg or something, right? So it's that, you know, celebrity influence that they have is that if they have that land, then they might get the power and they they, ha they kind of have that control over it. So I just want to just quickly add that. Right. But real quick before I let it go. Uh, sorry, I don't I don't want to interrupt you, Harsh. I know you said, Sagoon, they, they want that power. But really, who has the ultimate power? Is the person spending $500,000 have a virtual land or the person that actually controls the realm which people are going into. So that's keep that in mind, guys, just to think about, you know, for for future. So yeah, that's that's something for the audience to think about as well. Uh, the PowerPoint is pretty good. You know, I, I think the power is right now in the hands of the people who hold the data. Because you know, as you said, Franz, people they, they want to manipulate you. If you go on Amazon, you buy that. They want they really want to uh, target a purchase history. You know. Uh, what have been going through? They want to give you certain ads in a way where you go again and buy that that stuff, or they try to predict what's the next thing you're gonna need. Oh, you need a pet cock for your bike, or the next thing you're gonna need is a carburetor on your bike. So you know they give you a carburetor um, ad. And you know I I wanted to add a couple things to the previous points that we've talked about. Um, when when Era was mentioning the nutritional value of food, I have a I have a live example from my own personal experiences. Uh, my family lives abroad. And um, they just came here to visit me here in the United States. And uh, when, when we went grocery shopping, 
uh, my mom actually, you know, one day she was cooking me food and she goes like, hey, you know what, the the vegetables and then, you know, all whatever we, the ingredients here that we cook with have a lot of water in them. So the mass production has actually, has actually ran down their nutritional value a lot. That's, and, and I, I totally agree with Arrow because that's a, that's an example right from my life. And I've seen that, you know, back home, um, you get, you get food that it's not the same as, as here, or it's not as nutritional as is here or as there. I mean, less nutrition here in the mass manufactured setting. Right. They want to mass produce it so they can sell yes. it quick. Yes. Cause they, they want to produce it quick, you know, and they, they, I don't know, um, fertilizers and, um, whatnot, they use to grow it faster and it, it totally loses out on its nutritional value. And then they put these different nutrient nutrients and supplements on shelves to again, buy them. You want to spend your more, mo- more money on those things and, you know, work more, spend more, keeping it keep you into that cycle the nine to five cycle making you want things why yeah, i also want to very good point that's a very good point yeah and then and then when you were talking about the whole virtual reality thing from uh from meta uh another movie came to my mind i don't know if you have if you guys have seen that movie it's from it's uh the lead on there is bruce willis it's called surrogates has anyone seen the movie mm, no, I, I, I think uh i think i've heard of it but i have not seen it yes. i'm not entirely so, sure so basically, the plot of that movie is um, you have a surrogate body and you don't have to move. You're just sitting in your in your in your home in your apartment in a chair, controlling that surrogate that does everything in your life outside, so that you don't die. You know, off of anything like no one can kill you. The only way you die is if they kill your body. So I thought you're. I thought you were going to talk about Ready Player One because that's that's also in the metaverse as well. Like it's oh, just. Yeah, that's I can't another remember one. in Ready Player One. I I don't know. I I don't think that's I've really seen that or no. I would highly recommend the audience to watch that because that that'll kind of give you the example of you know kind of what we're talking about. You know, being in this matrix. So, but you know, so everything about the matrix that we've talked about. I think Arrow wants to say something. Go ahead, Arrow. Yeah, I want to add one thing about you know when you were talking about food and stuff. I just remembered. There was a, a while back, I uh, I don't know, I overheard this speech. This person was mentioning that, listen, your food is contaminated, right? So you eat all this food. You're like, oh, you know, I'm going to, uh, this is a good food. It's cheap. I can afford it. I can eat a lot. And then over time, what happens is since these foods are more or less, con- uh, actually more contaminated with certain uh, particles that are not genetically designed for your body to inject, digest, what happens is over time, your body, so you, your body, it takes time to break down food, right? So when your body is like introduced to an alien, like a foreign uh, element, and it has absolutely no idea what it does, it uses more energy to digest it. So what happens in the process when your body uses more energy, uh, your body is depleting its, uh, you know, you could say like cellular molecular level of life expectancy. And what happens is it ages faster. And then what happens is you get sick. Now, what happens when you get sick? You want medicine. You go, you buy your medicine. Guess what? Let me tell you one thing. This is actually interesting. The Some of the major corporations in the food industry control the healthcare industry. So it's like they got you on both ends. They got you in front of the food industry, so they feed you, and then they got you in the medical industry where they give you the supplements to fix you. But in reality, <laughs> those supplements or whatever medicines they give you, uh, you see, Eastern medicine says this. Eastern medicine says you have to find the root of the problem. 
But Western medicine is like, you know what? I'll bandage over that. You're good. Right, right. And you know what? Just to mention how you were mentioning like the, the pharma companies and whatnot, a lot of these industries – um, whether people know it or not, they're somewhat interconnected. It's like a, it's like a giant web. So you might have like, for example, just to give an example, from my perspective, you have the food industry, which is giving people all these bad foods and terrible ingredients. People are getting sick and what ends up bleeding, it goes from that web to the other string of the web, which is the pharma companies, which are selling people these pills and pharmaceuticals and whatnot. And, you know, from the pharmas, it's going to like the other sector of the medical field, to where it's providing people like, uh, you know, home care and like other physical therapy needs and whatnot. So it's like a lot of these industries somewhat are connected together. So when one creates an issue for another person, it leads that person to another sector and to another sector and whatnot. So that's what I think um, a lot of, it's like a lot of, a lot of these people are in cahoots with each other as far as like these big companies. Well, our major, major grocery stores are like a live example. You go to Meyer, there's a Meyer pharmacy and there's Meyer food and they, all they sell is processed food. <laughs> so that's a live example right there. You go to Costco, you get all the, um, you get all the medication there and all, they also sell processed food. So I think we see in our daily lives right there. Well, um, exactly, exactly. All, all this, all this, you know, again, uh, puts, brings me back to the, to the movie and, um, how in the, the movie matrix is what I'm mentioning here. Um, now the first part, they try to get this one protagonist out of the movie, out of the matrix and, you know, um, give him a choice if he really wants to get out or not. And they believe that this is the only one person who can get out. So again, I want to, I want to emphasize on this one point in the, on the idea of movie saying not everyone can really get out of the matrix and, that puts me to the question, do we really want to get everyone out of the matrix? Is it is it really beneficial for the society? Because I think the if, if everyone's out of the matrix, the frame of reference becomes kind of crooked. Because um, for someone to be in power, there has to be someone who's weak. So I don't think you can really get everyone out of the matrix. That's, that's a bigger question. Exactly. And from what I have to say to that is like this. You're going to have a boss. That boss is going to have employee no matter what. There's not going to be – everyone's not going to be their own boss because at the end of the day, there's got to be someone that builds the machinery, uses the machinery and whatnot. There's going to be someone working administrations, filing the paperwork, and there's going to be the boss that's overseeing the whole operations. But what's what's an interesting quote that – I'm not sure who said it, but I've heard it a long time ago, and that was to the point – it was said like this. If everyone in the world was a millionaire or if everyone in the world was rich – no one would be rich. And from that perspective, we would see as if everyone was making all this money, let's say everyone had $10 million in the bank account tomorrow. At the end of the day, yeah, you'd be like, oh, $10 million, but no one would be working. No one would be doing their their regular day jobs. The, the people working the factory jobs, producing these machineries for cars or people on the farmlands making this food would stop working. And what would happen is the, th- the products would become more expensive and then people would be on spending more money to buy these products. And what would happen is, and even the rich have said it, what, what happens is people that are in the middle class and lower class spend the money. And at the end of the day, the money is always going to find itself back all the way to the top where the real, where the rich and wealthy are. It's always a trickle down effect. You know, the, even though like, I mean, we saw in the pandemic, people were making so much money, so much money, like, whether it was stocks, crypto, uh, you know, people were making money through their jobs, other side ventures. And what happened is because these people, some people are not, you know, good with finances or financially literal, 
they're spending a lot on consumer goods. I mean, consumer goods were through the roof last year. And at the end of the day, that money was trickling down back into the pockets of the rich. And the rich, yeah. that's how the rich No, no, rich. For, for sure, for sure, Franz. It's always, it's the same, right? The rich get richer, right? No matter, like, the, the more money that you have, the more power that you have, the authority, you can, you can make sure that you keep that power, right? And the rich always wants that because they don't, they don't want to be in that, you know, situation of feeling inferior. So I just want to add another thing about the matrix itself. This tells you how hard it is to escape the matrix itself because we're just technically just sheep, you know, we're just there. We're trying our best. I mean, we, we do see that matrix, right? We're trying to, we're trying to get out, but there's that kind of like barrier that's just keeping us out. Right. And we're like, we don't know what to do. But to actually, you know, to escape the matrix itself, you have to be very innovative and, you know, you have to have some extraordinary things that you're doing. One guy that just comes into my mind all the time because I've been, you know, watching him a lot is Andrew Tate, right? I think you guys, the audience probably already know who he is. He's everywhere, you know? And the thing is, it's like uh, he has done so much, so many things that you know that has actually took taken him out of the matrix itself whether it be you know subject matter expert uh, in in terms of you know like the side businesses what he's doing and you know just just his mentality his mindset as well you know to be at the top if someone's trying to stop him he's like you know what i'm going to i'm going to try to beat them you know i'm going to try to make as much money as possible i'm going to be confident in who i am i'm going to grow the network of, you know, like-minded individuals. So that's kind of what I think. And I think for people to actually reach to that level, they have to have a really good mindset and, you know, ethics. I was, I was pretty sure that it was going to be entertained when, uh, Sagoon mentioned, <laughs> you know, the goon can't yeah, go a day without mentioning Andrew Tate. So we just exactly. I guess we have to get that out there. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. There has to be some polarization in the society, you know, for for um, there there to be a middle class, there has to be an upper class. Uh, for there to be a working force, there has to be a controlling force. So obviously, I mean, I, I totally agree. There has to be some sort of polarization. And you know, when when Sagoon added, you you got to do something ex- extraordinary. You gotta you gotta innovate to get out of the matrix. Now, now you know that that brings me to the the saying that you know you got to think outside the box and again what's the box i now i'm thinking the box is the matrix you know if you want to get outside the box you got to think outside the matrix you want to get out of it and 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 mathematics when you put a matrix down you put it in a box so again i could correlate there as well i would i would take it uh back to one more saying that comes from uh uh, goes in hindi that 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 goes like sub momaya and uh, what it means is the world is fake and, you know, it wants to depict that we should not have a craze for materialistic things, luxury and all sorts of materialistic comforts. Um, we should be close to the path of spirituality and not these things like that's that's basically what it means. I would I now I totally agree to it. You know, as kids, I would hear that every now and then. But now I realize that that's actually true. It means something. OK, here's the thing. Here's the situation. I want to tie it to Sagun's statement about Andrew Tate. So if anybody has ever listened to Andrew Tate, I'm not saying I support him or I diss him. But one thing he says is he has accessed his subconscious mind. I don't know if that's real. But that's what he said. But here's the reality. Um, we, 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 so what we do is like daily, we, we use our logical mind, which is our conscious mind. So everything we decide, we, we, we act upon it based on our conscious mind. 
Now, if anybody wants and curious about the specifics about subconscious and conscious, we have already made an episode specifically in that. Uh, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. It's a lot of details about the conscious mind, how it works in the subconscious mind. And even more, just to give you a quick intro, you could look into the dream episode where we talk about lucid dreaming and how our subconscious mind in the moment of dreams is speaking to us. Now, if an individual has a clear mind, meaning it's not attached to materialistic, it's not attached to uh, people's mentality, you're not caring about what's going on, you're more at peace with yourself, and you're more at peace, you, you very much understand who you are as a person, and you're pretty much in the subconscious state. You're not prone to thinking what other people are thinking, and you're not tied down to society, or rather like the sheep mentality where you're following the herd. And sometimes you gotta be wary. If you're following the herd, you gotta ask yourself, where the fuck is the herd going? Wait, hold up, hold up. I don't even know where we're going, cause you guys know where you're going? And everyone's like, nah, we're just following the herd. I'm so lost. I agree, that? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. You know what I mean? You got to stop and think to yourself, like, hold up, what am I doing? And I encourage people to, like, you know, think outside the box. Now, how do you think outside the box? Think something you like to do. Don't think about what other people like to talk about. Like, I don't know, Kim Kardashian and so on and so on. That doesn't really improve your life. It doesn't really do anything to you. It doesn't give you any powerful motivation. It's... You know, it's like a, what is like an old saying, like you are designed by, you are a byproduct of your environment. Now, sometimes you have control to change your environment. If you're lazy and you don't want to change that environment, then you are, you know, you're, you're in that matrix world. But if you were looking for escape route, you're looking for clues and answers, you look searching for questions that you're bothered by, then you slowly and surely try to get more of an understanding of the scope of picture of what's happening. In your own belief by the end of the day that's your belief so you're not still you're not a sheep at that point because you're doing your own route so i encourage people to do that and you know this matrix world about like these rules and regulations and there's foods and the health and so on so it's all interconnected and one has to sit down and think to themselves um what their journey in life is because at the end of the day if you consider yourself as a ship and your body your body's a ship and you're the captain of your ship Where's your destination? And the second question is when you wake up on a daily morning, what are you doing for that? <clears throat> that was very well put, Arrow. I really like that. Thank you very much for your insight. And I really want to I want to thank you guys for this great conversation and great discussion that we had. We have a lot of interesting perspectives. We mentioned a lot of great examples. So I want to thank you guys. And I want to thank the audience for listening to our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram this week. We're going to be putting a poll, so make sure to vote for future topics that we're going to be discussing. And as always, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and rate this episode. We want to thank you all again, and stay tuned for next time.